Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. And now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Everybody, Tim Kawakami here on the TK Show, a special Tuesday episode for good reason. Uh, we, we do the show usually on Fridays, but when we get the great guests, we move around our schedule if need be. And we have a very busy man on for his second appearance on the TK Show. Uh, the Warriors co-owner, Joe Lake. Of Joe, welcome to the show again. How you doing? Well, thank you, Tim. I, that's right, my second appearance. <laughs> I feel honored. And your first appearance as the owner of the world champion Golden State Warriors. So that must make a little bit of difference to you, I would imagine. It feels really good for you to say that. <laughs> If it, if, I'm sure it feels good for a lot of people. And let's just get right to something. I know we got you know the, your season starts uh, opens Tuesday night. Big uh, TNT national televised show. Uh, you expect Steve Kerr to be there coaching your team? You know, I really I knew you were going to ask. Of course, today I don't know, and uh, I probably know a little bit more later today. I'm going to be in LA, uh, and he's traveling with the team, and I'm going to see him. I assume. Um, I, I just don't know. We are in a in a very odd position here, in that uh, this is one of those crazy things that you just it could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a month, and we just we don't have a good sense for it. It's um, if you've ever talked to people that have had, you know, some of these issues, um, it's it's just not the area of medicine where they know the most. Yeah, what has he told you? Just, I mean. That he it was hard for him to concentrate, or was it just too much pain? What, what was his conversation like with you when you talked to him? You know, all I've really heard is that he has uh, pretty severe headaches hmm. and uh, just you know not feeling well. Uh, maybe he was disoriented. I don't know if that's still the case, and uh, just not in a in a situation where he felt he could coach the team adequately. It wouldn't be fair to the team or himself. So. We basically have told him, look, get better and uh, stay away. Um, do whatever it takes. See whoever you need to see. Do what you need to do. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make do. And uh, it's just going to have to be that way because health is number one. And, you know, normally you expect player yeah. health problems. This is an unusual one. We didn't expect this. Uh, do you, at, at this point, do you get concerned that you don't have your head coach possibly for the start of the season? And and for sure. and, and training camp, you know, and, and most of training camp. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Um, he's a very important part of our team, and and obviously, he's the leader of our players and our team. And uh, we'd prefer, obviously, that he had been there, but it's just one of those things that happens, and we just have to all deal with it. The good news is we have a a group that just won a championship. I think they know the system. We have a great group of assistant coaches. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get by. Any thought maybe of bringing someone in with, you know, you lost Alvin Gentry, uh, obviously takes the job <clears> in New Orleans. Steve's out, uh, you know, a head coach guy with head coach experience, just maybe to be around any thought of bringing someone like that on for temporarily um, or for the season or anything like that. Look, it's uh, Bob's job and, and my job, I guess, to consider all options. So to say that, you know, we haven't discussed or thought about all these kinds of alternatives, uh, not knowing how long this would take would probably be inaccurate or untruthful, but no serious consideration. Um, you know, we, uh, we're convinced he'll uh, hopefully be better soon and uh, that we can get by until that time. 
Uh, he's been around a little bit in camp. Has he been able to? I mean, could you even use the word coach at all? Some of this time he was in. He's been in LA with you a little bit. I have not been in LA. I'm okay. flying down today. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, he's been pretty much staying away and doing what he's supposed to do, which is to uh, de-stress and uh, give himself as much space as possible to get better. Uh, it kind of bleeds into another uh, topic. There's been so much talk about other teams talking about the Warriors, maybe not in the most honored terms. Uh, the GM survey just comes out today, NBA.com, and the Warriors are picked as the third favorite behind San Antonio and Cleveland to win the championship. There's the war, you know, the discussion about luck that Doc Rivers used, however he was meaning to use that. Uh, do, do, are you beginning to feel like you guys are getting disrespected as, as defending champions here? A little bit. Um, you know, I would say uh, you would expect <clears throat> that we would be favored, I think, given that we have the same team back. We're a year more mature. I think we're the youngest team since 81 to win the title, uh, so we have a good runway here. But, um, look, people are going to predict who they want to predict. They're going to whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that is something we can worry too much about. We just have to go out there and do our best and see what happens. We did win the West by 11 games, mm-hmm. which is not a small amount last year. So I think the other teams have a bit of catching up to do. On the other hand, every season's a new season. And, uh, you know, we have to go out and prove it every, every game and every year. So I don't think we can take anything for granted either. Um, and our players know that. And um, I think, uh, you know, I'm very hopeful we're going to have a great year. Uh, I think we have a great team. And, uh, Bob and Steve and everybody's done a great job of uh, getting us ready for this year. The roster changes, very minimal though they were. And uh, Doc Rivers can say whatever he wants to say. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I sit on various commi- uh, competition committee, in fact, with mm-hmm. him as well. But I've known him for years. And, uh, you know, he likes to talk. Uh, I, he got himself in a little bit of trouble here, I think, by probably saying too much. And now he's backtracking. Um, but I wouldn't put me too much into it. I mean, it's all going to be settled on the floor. Your players have responded pretty, pretty uh, bluntly to Doc and others. Uh, do you like to see, you know, do you maybe see this as some motivation for you guys? And, you know, obviously you could worry about if there's motivation after the season um, you had. Yeah, I think motivation is always a good thing. And uh, I think to win a title is a very, very hard thing to do as we discovered how just how hard it was last year. And we were successful and so proud of our guys and our, our organization but, uh, you know, having an edge is uh, something that you really need to have. And so if this somehow does provide us with that much of an edge uh, to want to come back and prove to everybody that, you know, we really are deserving to be considered higher or be the favorites or whatever, I, you know, I don't really, I think it, I think it, again, it all happens on the floor, mm-hmm. but uh, it may be a good thing, in fact, that we're not, you know, favorites by everybody to win. One thing that strikes me is that when the you know the, the luck is discussed, oh, you didn't have to play the Clippers. Well, you, I think you played them pretty good during the regular season, and oh, you didn't have to play the Spurs. Well, I always thought, and maybe I thought in the organization, you looked at Memphis maybe as the team that matched up the bet, you know, would be the toughest matchup for you guys, and yeah, you played those guys. So that's that, that's the weird part about it to me. I don't know if it strikes you as strange that oh my God, you lucked out. I mean, the injuries are the injuries for other teams, but the fact that you you've had this lucky run to it. I, that I don't understand because you saw Memphis and, and you played Cleveland. You, know, you played those teams that are that are certainly were the, the toughest teams on the road for you, at least in my opinion. Well, we played whoever they put in front of us. Yeah. And, you know, most people, like you say, 
just said just now, would have said Memphis would have been our toughest matchup, yep. right? Yep. That's what people would have said, I think, or did say. And we did play them and did beat them four games to two, I think. And so, um, you know, I I think we won the championship fair and square. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect that we're going to face them all this year and, you know, have a good chance to do it again. So we'll just have to, to play and see. I mean, certainly in the West, uh, Tim, it's going to be really tough. Yep. I mean, every – not every team, but most of those teams have, have probably added a little bit and gotten a little bit better on paper. Um, and and certainly, you know, you can say that for San Antonio and the Clippers and Oklahoma City's got Durant coming back. And, um, you know, New Orleans is definitely going to be better. And so, uh, you know, Houston even added Lawson. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're better. I mean, you could you could make the case that they're all, other than maybe Dallas and, and maybe Portland, um are better and so it's going to be a challenge uh night in and night out but as i said we did win by 11 games last year and i still think we're the best team would you say that maybe you know 67 wins was it was such an incredible uh mark to get to that you could be as good or better and not get 67 wins this season sure i mean there's no question that's a possibility uh, we had a lot of things go right for us last year um we never lost more than two in a row. And, uh, look, anytime you win 67 games, you must, you know, a lot of things have to be going right. Um, and, uh, so who's to say, I mean, we might be better and win 70 or we might be just as good and only win 60 Mm -hmm. or maybe like fifties. who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not really concerned with how many games we win. I'm more concerned that we play to the best of our abilities and that we stay injury free. And only win 60. What a phrase to be able to say, Joe, by the way. <laughs> we might only win 60. You know, that's a, you know. I didn't say that. I said we could win 60, could win I-50s. I mean, it could be anything. We just don't know. But, I look, we are a good team, and we do have expectations to, uh, to compete for the championship. I would hope so. Uh, one issue coming up, obviously, you have the extension windows for Harrison Barnes and Festus Azili. Um, would you imagine uh, that those are going to go right to the deadline? Do you feel confident about both those talks, that you could get them both done? No, that's up to Bob, uh, and I think you won't know until the end because that's the nature of these things. They, they go right to the wire. And, uh, you know, we're going to try, uh, but it's conceivable that we don't. And if we don't get something done, um, then we'll take it into next summer. We still have the ability uh, in both cases to match a deal. So it's not really as though we're at any risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're both players we would love to have for a long time in the organization. Um, but there are expectations by agents these days and players, uh, as you know, no mm-hmm. sense beating around the bush, yep. um, that uh, there's going to be a lot of money available, a lot of free agent money available next summer. And um, the numbers are kind of kind of crazy. Yep. Uh, a lot of teams are going to have a lot of cap space. Yep. So I think players look at that and they, you know, agents might want to wait and go. And so that might be what happens in this case. We just, I just don't really know. I mean, we're not going to know until the end. I know both players are wanted. Um, I'm sure we'll make, uh, you know, very good offers to both of them uh, that make sense for us to, to keep them. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then that's fine too. I'll just ask you, I mean, it's been reported that, that Harrison turned down a four year, $64 million offer. Is that accurate? Well, I don't want to comment on the specifics mm-hmm. of the offer. 
uh, let's just say it's in the ballpark mm-hmm. and, um, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I just, you know, I think it's for him and his agent and Bob and everybody to work something out or not. Just generally though. I mean, I've noted in my own mind and on my blog that you've got Draymond Green. You just gave a very large extension to $16.4 million a year average. Clay Thompson the year before 17.25 a year average. Could you just philosophically put Barnes at a contract above that annual value above two guys who've done more in this, you know, done more for this team. If you probably, if you just had to throw it down on a piece of paper, than Harrison, could, could you put him above those guys annual average? <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer that entirely. Mm. <laughs> I will just say that, um, it's a little more complicated than that, mm. right? Because, the numbers are changing for next summer yep. that everyone expects. And so, you know, that would be their argument, right? Mm-hmm. That, well, the, the numbers are different, and so you can't really compare. On the other hand, we need to keep uh, the orient, you know, the, the relationships between the players and salaries and their value somewhat uh, in order uh, that makes sense for us as an organization and that makes sense within the construct of the team. So I guess you could say if you look, it cuts both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's really a, a right and wrong answer for your question or a specific mm-hmm. answer other than to say, you know, we're just going to have to evaluate that right down the wire and see what it takes and then make a decision whether we want to do that now, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or whether we just, you know, feel it's a better thing or he feels it's a better thing to wait till next summer and let it all shake out naturally. Well, you got that other guy making eleven million dollars a year too. So he's pretty good. So uh... <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> hey, you, you talk about um, the numbers changing. Uh, this numbers change for you guys. This is the first year you're going to be in luxury tax. I think that's established. Uh, how hard a decision was that? And can, is this something that you're going to want to continue to do, or are you going to try to get out of it next by next year for sure? Well, no one wants to pay the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. That's why it is as penal as it is, and. No team should want to do it, um, but there's probably a time and a place, as I think we've talked about in the past, when it might be required because of the nature of your contract situations and the nature of where you are as an organization and, and, and a chance to win. Um, it's the right thing to do maybe sometimes for your fan base. We feel that this year is the time for our fan base and our the, the, an organization that they, you know we just have to pay it. And uh, we always said we would do it, and I had no problem doing it. Um, it's uh, We want to win. Winning is everything. Yep. And uh, so we did it last year. We've had a great plan that uh, over you know three, four, five years, of a plan going forward here that suggests that we can be pretty damn good uh, for the next several years. We've got a great young core, and we're going to try to keep everybody together, and it costs what it costs. Um, we're fortunate that we have a lot of great fans uh, and, uh, you know, we sell out every game and, uh, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate we can do it. Uh, but would you imagine getting out of it next year? We certainly would try to. Yeah. Um, you know, the expectation would be that we sh- we can and should be able to do that. Because, as you know, the numbers go up again. Yeah. So, uh, But we'll have to, you know, a lot of that will depend on what happens this year and next summer and um, we have contingency plans. Yeah, speaking of next summer and contingency plans, how flexible? I mean, I'm no, I won't throw the specific names at you, but how flexible do you think you're going to be if you're if you want to make a, some a one or two dramatic moves uh, with the roster? Well, <clears throat> we've got good players, mm-hmm. and um, if we felt that we needed to 
make a move to become even better or that we were better off doing that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we wouldn't do it mm-hmm. because Bob Myers is uh, too damn competitive. Yep. Uh, he'd probably come to me and say, this is what we should do. So trades are always a possibility. We've got good players to trade for great players. If we really felt that that was something that made sense, um, you know, there's more flexibility than you might think mm-hmm. in terms of uh, next summer. There's a lot of things we could do. Um, a lot of teams will have cap space. Um, so if we wanted to make a dramatic move, we, we probably could do it. Um, but I think other teams will be in a more flexible position than us, right? Because mm-hmm. they will have less dollars committed. They'll have even more cap space, to, it's certainly at the beginning of the process. But probably not as many good players, but you've, you, we both right. know that one. <laughs> hey, right. uh, looking into the future, uh, you, you announced the, the land deal finalized uh, for, for the arena you're planning in San Francisco, uh, Mission Bay. How, how much of a reality is are you looking at 2018 opening? Is, is this now tangibly in place, or is it still some things you're going to have to uh, adjust for and some things you're going to have to count for that maybe isn't going to be 2018? <clears throat> Well, we're still trying to figure that one out. I can tell you this much. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, we <clears throat> we bought the land, completed the purchase of the land, which was always targeted for this date. We have uh, signed a deal, as you know, with uh, UCSF that we worked on. We're trying to be a great neighbor. And uh, we, are, we had to make some sacrifices, um, uh, some compromises, and they did a little bit too. And, you know, I think it's all worked out. And now I think we're set up to become great neighbors. And... Uh, you know, we've designed this arena. We've done everything we can do. We expect approval uh, here in December. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, there will be the option uh, for there'll be a 30 day window whereby someone, anyone, can sue to try to stop it. I don't think they'll have much chance of being successful, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it could happen. And, and you know, some would argue might happen, uh, is favored to happen. So we're going to have to wait and play that out and see. And that will affect our uh, you know, opening date, whether yeah. it's 18, which is what we're targeting, or if it got delayed by a year, it gets delayed by a year. You know, we're not going to – that's not the plan, but if it did, it did. One way or the other, we're coming, and it's going to happen. And so I think people shouldn't be so focused on that, but rather more focused on its inevitability and how good of a thing it's going to be because it's going to be a fantastic arena uh, and unprecedented, by the way, in the sense that it's all privately, not every single dime, it's private investment, mm-hmm. uh, land, parking, arena, everything. And not that we wanted to do it that way, Tim. Yeah. Um, I get that, asked that all the time. <laughs> I'm sure we would love to have had some public money. But I think we recognize that just would take forever if it would ever happen at all, especially in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And so we decided to be good, hopefully very good capitalists, uh, and somehow figure out a way to make it all happen on private dollars, and that's what we're doing. And uh, it's not easy, and the cost of building the Bay Area and the land cost is huge. It's over a billion dollars for this arena, which is extraordinary and scary, but we are committed to doing it, and it will happen. When did you know for sure that this was going to happen? I mean, you, you can tell the truth now. Was it was it a couple of weeks ago when the land deal, or is it was it longer ago than that in your mind that you knew this really was going to happen? I mean, when we bought this land, <clears throat> we were committed to making it happen. And that was, uh, we made you know the option on the land, which was 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. And certainly you go through uh, all the processes of vetting, how expensive it'll be and what you have to do to build it and this and that. 
um, and there's always decision uh, points all along the way. But to say that it, I knew it was going to happen just a week or two ago, no, it was mm-hmm. far in advance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known it's going to happen for a long time, and uh, you know we had we have tremendous uh, uh, approval within the city from the populace. We've done a lot of polling. It's well over 70% last I heard. We have uh, the mayor on board and, and the city, uh, all the politicians, the board of supervisors, and this other part of this that was just voted on is like uh, 10 to 1 or 11 to 0. I mean, there's really no opposition other than one organization, a couple of people who, for their own purposes that I think are, you know, perhaps specific to their own uh, goals and desires, um, self-interest, if you will, mm-hmm. are trying to stop it. But even the organization they claim to be representing in some way has now signed on and said, this is a good thing and that we support it and uh, we're going to be great neighbors. And so, I, you know, I just don't really see what or how mm-hmm. they plan on stopping it. Hey, what's the funnest thing about being a champion? Um, I'm sorry, Tim? What's the most fun thing about being a champion, by the way? Oh, you know, it's still sinking in. I know that seems incredible, uh, but it's still sinking in. Uh, the most fun thing is all the great people, you know, that I meet in restaurants or wherever I am in the Bay Area. Uh, I get recognized a lot, and they always say nice things, <laughs> and I, I really enjoy that. Um, it's a very friendly thing. It's a lot better than it was a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, re- I recall and, uh, that. And, you know, but it's, you know, that's certainly a, a great feeling to know that we promised something. We worked really hard. We delivered it. Our fans were a great part of that. Players were a great part of it. And, you know, we, we all together kind of achieved this. And it's something that hadn't been done in 40 years. And so I think we should feel proud and, um, and, and really all really happy with what this team and organization did. And we're going to try to keep and continue doing this uh, and do it again. Uh, and we're going to try to also in the next five years, not only win more championships, but build an arena that will be, you know, incomparable basically anywhere in the country and that people can be proud to go to and enjoy the experience. Uh, just like say, like I know you're going to some league meetings uh, later this week, just within that group, or do you, is it a little different? Is your relationship with these guys a little bit different? Do they, they treat you differently because of what you, what you and Peter and the rest of the organization has achieved? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it is interesting. Uh, Whoever wins the championship, Fox mm-hmm. this year or whatever team every year, there's a little bit of um, of reverence to some extent, mm-hmm. or you know, people kind of giving you your due amongst the board of governors. Uh, you know, at the last meeting, people you know they they stood up and give you applause, and mm-hmm. that's really nice. And certainly on committees, you can take it a little more seriously. Yeah. So yeah, that's all really good, and uh, you know, really enjoying that. I I just wish our you know I wish Steve were feeling a little better yeah. right now, and um, I've had some other issues to deal with personally, um, which have been a little difficult. My, my dad's been ill, but okay. uh, so dealing with that mm-hmm. too. So it's been a little bit of a tough mm-hmm. uh, month or so. But other than that, it's really been a, a great feeling uh, from all around the Bay. All right, since you've been on the show already, and I have asked you what your favorite restaurant is, uh, which I have been asking everybody, I'll, I'll, I'll change it up here and say, Joe, uh, what, what's your favorite TV show right now? You know, I actually love watching TV, but, yeah. <laughs> which I know a lot of people don't admit to. But <laughs> Good. I do like, find, uh, I like the four or five shows that mm-hmm. I really love to watch. It. Boy, I have. I would say my favorite is clearly Game of Thrones. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Love Game of Thrones, yeah. but followed closely, Tim, mm-hmm. 
by I like Scandal of all things. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's a show I really like, mm-hmm. and um, uh, a couple of others too that are uh, are ones that I follow. Uh, Homeland, yeah, which is another one, yeah. and uh, so no, like I like TV. Oh yeah, that's good. Well, these are not bad TV shows, and and I'm glad I asked you this one because uh, I I like someone who likes TV and is watching some of these shows. I I, I just started watching Justified. I don't know if you were watching that one. Um, I'm not seen yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's a it's series ended. It's been five, six, whatever how many seasons it was, but I just started watching it. It's really good, violent, but uh, pretty good. Have you talked to uh, your guy Jim Harbaugh lately? By the way, no, I have not. <laughs> but I did watch that game the other day. <laughs> And I have to tell you, I got home to watch it specifically, and um, I was almost done watching it at the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. I could not believe the ending. Yep. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for that team and the, that, yeah, that punter. Yep. Oh, my God. I don't know how you live that down. That was just awful. That was so all I, time. All, uh, I couldn't. And I mean, thinking in my mind, is there another way to play that? There probably is, but you have to just presume something crazy is going to happen for you to even prepare for something like that. Uh, yeah, I have to admit, I wondered why they were punting though, because they were up near midfield, weren't they? Uh, it's like the thirty-five, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, so, maybe maybe yeah, that's 40. why. Yeah, but I I kind of was questioning a little bit whether they should punt, but I guess maybe they thought that the other team would get it back and maybe they would kick a long field goal yeah. or whatever. I think there was just enough time. Maybe you don't want to just give it up because it may be one play and then they could get out of bounds and then kick the field goal because you're up only up two. But still, you, you have to factor in so many different things. Uh, insane. Just insane. But It was really hard to watch. Yep. Can you imagine being Harbaugh and watching that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Joe, I appreciate it taking plenty of your time, but uh, uh, I'll see you Tuesday. I'm sure that'll be a nice show for everybody. I think there'll be some jewelry uh, handed out, which won't be terrible, uh, and, and a banner raised and lots of noise and fun. So, I will tell you that'll probably be uh, a very emotional moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I think we closed and officially became owners of the team five years ago yeah. on November 12th, so it's not quite five years. Okay, well. And and I, I remember, you know, pointing to that banner mm-hmm. and hoping we'd get another one. So that's going to be pretty fun to drop this one. Uh, 40 years, that's all it took. That's so, you know, there's, there's just a little bit of pent of emotion there. All right, Joe, well, listen, I appreciate it, as always, talking to you. And for one time, I didn't have to ask you, gee, what's it going to feel like when you, you, people know you're the owner of a championship basketball team and you can get away from that Monte Ellis night? So <laughs> uh, that's all good for everybody. Joe, appreciate it for your second time on the TK Show. I uh, Thank you very much. All right. Thank all you right. very much, Tim. Everybody, that's Joe Lacob, Warriors co-owner. Uh, and there's gonna, I think that's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty fun party on Tuesday night at Oracle Arena for this opening of the season. And then they got about 81 more games after that, and maybe 20 playoff games, and we'll go through the whole thing. It does not seem like it was that long ago when they won a championship, and it was not that long ago when they won a championship. But up they start again, uh, and we'll 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 uh, get some more Warriors people on the TK show, I guarantee you. And Joe Lakeup was just the start of it this season. Well, we had some various other people, but that's the start of it for this regular season. All right, that's the show for today. It's our special Tuesday edition. There will not be a show on Friday if you've listened through this long, and we'll come back the following Friday. Brand new show. All right, thanks, everybody.